Crazy Talk is part of the AudioWorks Podcast Network. Other podcasts on the network include the Five Film Death Punch podcast, a twice-monthly interview exploring guests' five favourite films, and the AudioWorks podcast, weekly long-form interviews with interesting, successful and funny people. You can find out more at audio-works.co.uk. And welcome to Crazy Talk, a podcast all about mental health. My name is Meg. I am the host of this podcast. And uh, yeah, we just talk about topics related to mental health. We talk to people about their experiences and kind of give advice and stuff. So yeah, if you haven't listened to it before, I hope you enjoy it. If you have listened before, then thank you for joining me again. Now, I did put out a post on the Facebook page at Crazy Talk, the podcast, but I would just like to apologise again for this episode being a week late. I did explain it in the Facebook post, but basically, in case you didn't see it, it it can be quite hard to tie down guests for this podcast. Mental health can be quite a difficult topic to talk about, and I don't like to pressure people into coming onto the podcast. So sometimes guests do drop out, sometimes things don't work out, and it does delay the creation of episodes um it might be something that happens again in the future I don't know but like I said it's not something that I like to pressure people into doing if they're not 100% comfortable with I sort of just wait for people to approach me and let me know that they want to be involved in the podcast so that's how it works and if you are listening to this and you want to be on the podcast then yeah just approach me um drop me a message on Facebook uh through the Facebook page through my page, email crazy sort of podcast at gmail.com and um yeah you can come on and share your experiences. So this fortnight's episode, even though it's a week late, uh my guest is Jay Brooke. He is a very good friend of mine, one of my closest friends actually. He plays in Oh Boy with me and um I actually have wanted to ask him to come on the podcast for a while but like I said I don't really like to put people on the spot by asking them if they want to come on it just sort of I mentioned um that I was looking for a guest for this episode and Jay was just like I'll do it so I was like sweet because I wanted to have him on for a while um I don't want to talk too much about Jay's experience with uh dealing with mental health problems because he'll talk about it himself um but I know that he's been through some similar stuff to me. And as well as that, Jay's one of those people that I feel like I can talk to when I am going through stuff. He's just a very understanding person. So um, I think it'd be cool to just have like quite an open conversation with him about mental health and his personal experience and all that stuff. So Let's get into it. This is my chat with Jay Brooke.
going to sit there the whole time, Vinny. Do you want to take a seat, Vinny? There we go. He just loves you so much. Okay. So. Yes. <laughs> this is your podcast debut. <laughs> Let's not talk about that, though. Um, right, so you said yesterday you come on the podcast, so I'm very grateful. Thank you for coming on. I feel vastly underqualified. No, it's fine. Um, uh, yes, so yesterday we were talking about it a little bit, but you said you were going to save it for the podcast. Yeah. And um, you mentioned how um, your anxiety is people-based. <laughs> what did you mean by that? Um, it's, not, it's not just people-based, but um, I definitely am. I'm quite... It's the word empathetic. Or yeah. So... Um, I tend to take on other people's stresses as well as my own. So if, um, and I'm close to a lot of people, I'm unlucky in the fact that I've got like a really close family and a really close friendship group. Yeah. And um, I think that... Uh, <laughs> it's coming to me now. <laughs> I think that um, I am, I'm extremely lucky with that. But at the same time, if, because of the close working relationships I have with my friends, um, I often, if they're not in a good place, then I'll also take on that alongside yeah. whatever mood I'm in. So, and I'm probably what's known as a pleaser. So you definitely I, are, yeah. I'm definitely <laughs> always trying to keep everyone happy all the time, and that becomes quite stressful sometimes. Yeah. But I'm, it's not just about people. It's it's, um, and the reason that I know it's probably more than just you know a bit anxious is yeah. because I definitely go in in fits and spats. So. I'll have like two weeks where I'm really, really anxious the whole time. And that is very hard to understand for my girlfriend, Leah, or, um, and I, I feel then feel guilty, which then makes me feel more anxious. Yeah. And then like, but actually Alex Taylor um, described it to me. It was really funny. I'd never met anyone who has like similar experiences to me until, I'm, until I started hanging out with Alex. And then Alex said to me once that his doctor said it to like he described it to his doctor or whatever um, by saying that when he's got to catch a train in an hour he will even though he totally takes 10 minutes to get to the station he'll but start stressing an hour before yeah. and then like and it's it is really like that it's it's just it's totally irrational like and I while I'm doing it I know I'm being completely irrational about it yeah I think that's like anyone who has anxiety knows that it's completely irrational but you just can't that doesn't make it any better knowing that it's irrational on the um, way here though i was um i was really really thinking that i don't want it to, like i don't want to be like really negative on because of the fact that firstly the anxiety really helps me in some ways it makes me really proactive like i'm constantly doing stuff all the time yeah and that and i don't think if i wasn't as if i dulled that anxiety then i think we've by medicating it anyway, I think that it would, it, it pro- I would probably see some negatives as well as some positives from that. Yeah. And I think I'm trying very much not to, I'm trying to um, understand when I'm being like that and understand when I'm being irrational. Yeah. I, I, I was saying to you yesterday, I find um, your anxiety a really affects your, the output of your creativity. <laughs> So, like, I know when you're feeling anxious because you'll just start writing loads of, like, songs about it and stuff. But I think that's good because I do that as well. I like to channel that it, that energy into songwriting. And I think it's good to have that outlet. And I think it's probably some of your 
best songs have come out of some of those feelings? Yeah, I'm, I was trying also to think on the way over when like it started and, and why it's why it's I I am the person because it it's also like I think I'm I'm trying also trying to be quite accepting of the fact of who I am more recently, like in the last two years whatever like trying to accept the fact that that I am quite an anxious person yeah. and and that that's probably not going to change and like and be happy with with that rather than going oh god why am I such a stress head all the time like and I think there's been as far as the band is concerned I don't know if everyone knows that me and you play everyone who listens to the podcast knows that me and you play in a band so um, I think probably even when even as late as when you start when you joined I think I still didn't enjoy anything we did like and I think the turning point was probably when we did Glastonbury was I really, really thought I'm not going to let the fact that I'm I am anxious and I become and I get very organised and and then because what happens is I get anxious, especially if we talk about band stuff. I'll get especially like going and doing gigs, like big bigger stuff as well, like Glastonbury. Yeah. I'll get very anxious. I'll then um, try and remedy that by being super organised, and then I'll then all my whole mental state will be about being organised about the event and then but we'll get to the end of the event and everyone else would have had a brilliant time and I'll realise that all I was doing was organising everything and that I didn't actually have any fun whatsoever so um, and <laughs> probably there are probably other members of the band that probably quite like the fact that I, I get like because it's quite helpful like, it's very helpful it's, but I need to start because I I'm very. I'm, I am a big part of all the musical projects that I'm involved in, but I need to start enjoying some of the musical projects that I'm involved in because I. I don't think for the first three years of being an old boy, I don't think I enjoyed lots of it. Yeah. Like because I. I was too busy organising it and making sure that all the gear was in the car and and we're in the car and then stressing about that and then getting there and stressing about that and I, I would get to the end of the gigs and I'd be. I'd then have like usually have a couple of drinks. Because of the fact that I was so like pent like pent up from doing all the stuff, and I need to stop being like that. Because actually, I think everyone it makes, although everyone gets something out of the fact that I do the work that no one else wants to do, I think that it doesn't make me very likable. <laughs> I wouldn't <laughs> say that. I wouldn't say that. Well, I don't like myself very much when I'm like. I, that. I, it's funny because like in No Boy. You do do a lot of the organising, probably 95% of it. Whereas in my other band, we don't have somebody who kind of takes the lead and does that. And it makes me realise how much you actually do. Because, like, I get... I kind of have the... Do you want to get down, Vinny? Go on. <laughs> um, Can we make sure Vinny's in the podcast? Yeah. Because he's, he is a major part of it he, today. You are a big part of our lives and our band, Vinny. <laughs> Um, but yeah, like, I, I have a similar thing in future, but I always wonder, like, why is it that I never seem to enjoy future love gigs as much as I enjoy oh boy gigs? And it's because I tend to have to be the one who does all the stuff that you do in oh boy. Yeah. And it does, it saps a lot of the enjoyment out of it. Yeah. And I, but, and I think that um, there is a balance. Like, it's not like... I know if, if Lee or Dan or Mark are listening to this, it's not like I'm going to suddenly go, I'm not doing any of it anymore, yeah. like throw my toys out the pram. I just think that... Um, I'm taking a back seat. I actually, think, <laughs> I actually think I'll probably do just as much, but I think I'm going to try and, you know, like 
go, well, that's that done now. Like, and then not stress about, yeah. like, like for instance, we're, we're leaving at three and then not stress, oh God, have I left enough time? Like, about it. make that decision and then just live with it. And if then we do hit traffic, then that's not my fault. Yeah. Like, that's just, now that's where it becomes irrational. It's like, for instance, if we're leaving for a gig in London, I will, um, I will set, go, we, we're leaving at three or whatever. So we've got like three hours to get there. Yeah. But then I'll stress that, what if we get caught in traffic? What if there's roadworks? And then everyone's going to blame me because I organised it. And like, and that's just, and I really work myself up about it. And I'll get really, so make it like, I would say that anxiety, um, it definitely uh, um, forms itself around decision making. Mm. And also control as well. Yeah. Like feeling like, feeling like you don't have total control over a situation is one of the worst parts of having anxiety, I think. Yeah. Like, um, for example, when, I mean, I still, I still get anxiety, but when my anxiety was at my worst, when I was probably about 19, and it was a lot to do with my physical health, yeah. because at the time, I had problems with my kidneys, but I didn't know, and I thought that it was something that I was doing, so I used to regulate, try and regulate how much water I was drinking. It's really silly. No, no. But I'd, I, but I, and then I'd like, okay, so I'm going to drink this much this hour and I'm going to drink that much this hour and it's like being able to get control over something yeah it's just like it's almost I don't know it's weird but I think um uh I, I can talk about some physical effects in the fact that when I was a I took a job um I think I quit it just as you joined oh boy that I wasn't ready for and I was too inexperienced to do it it was like a big management job for the University of Northampton and um I just wasn't ready for it, and I think that um, in the end it took Leah to just to say, um, "You need to, you need to stop," like because I was that it wasn't working well with my anxiety. So I was managing huge projects, and um, I wasn't, I was too inexperienced to be doing it. Really, I should never have really been put in that position, and um, and although I was keeping everything ticking over, I was. I was just all the time, it was all I thought about and I was just constantly stressed about it. And in the end, it's, I started to have really bad um, like eczema and like dermatitis, which was like physical representations. Yeah. And I got really fat and like, and because I was eating loads and like, just because of the fat and all of this. But majorly, what, what was really interesting for me was the, as soon as I quit that job, my skin problems cleared up, my stomach problems cleared up. It was just really interesting. But... Um, how I, I never really considered physical, the physical implementations of, of the mind before Oh yeah, that. it's massive. Like, I, uh, I get very tired a lot when, I'm, when my mental health is bad. Yeah. All I want to do is just sleep and not, not do anything. I just have no energy. And that's yeah. all just coming from the problems in my mind. And like you said, I'm, I know a lot of people who have anxiety when it gets really bad, they get skin problems, stomach problems. It, it definitely does, can manifest itself in a physical way. And, and I've spoken to other people who I've got a lot from. So as I said, like, I've, I've got a lot from having discussions with Alex about stuff because I do think that some of the stuff that he has issues with are very similar. Um, I know that he's talked about, so when he describes being anxious, it's, it's exactly the same. And when I've spoken to Danny Connors as well about stuff, and he talks about um, ex like types of exercise that have really helped him. So I started skating again, really because of, 
or discussions with Danny about the fact that I have quite an overactive mindset. I get if I'm I get quite down if um, I'm not doing something all the time. So having something that I can just go out wherever it's non-competitive. It doesn't. I don't have to go to a gym or anything like that. Yeah. I can just go and do it. It really. So I do that all the time. And like it is funny because the, the like Leah's kids and stuff think it's hilarious. They're like, I'll go. Do they want to go out? And they'll go no because they're watching YouTube or playing computer games. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I'm going to go out for a skate like that. And it is like I am ten, and yeah. they, they are fifty three or something. But um, it, it helps me. I think that. Um, yeah, I think that I tried other things previous to that, like I tried the gym stuff, but because it was a drive and then you had to get changed and then it just, it didn't work for me because my attention, my lack of attention span yeah. wouldn't handle um, the, the, the the amount of time it takes. It's like when I write songs and stuff, I have to write them in like, like I have to go, once I've got the song idea, I have to go and do track it immediately, which is sometimes quite... Um, debilitating for I don't know if me and Leah are out for a drink or something like I go got go <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um, I, I if I wait on anything my mind doesn't handle that very well though so, so yeah like I'm um, certainly speaking to other people like speaking to Danny and speaking to Alex about it really helped me they probably don't know just like tell them <laughs> well I said in the I said, it's funny you say that because I said in the intro of this that you are one of the people I feel like I can talk to when I'm like, yeah, like for example, if if it's like you know we've got stuff coming up with the band or whatever, you're the person that I'll go to to say, look, I'm just not really in a great place at the moment. Yeah. But I suppose, like you said, if you're quite an empathetic person, like you're always quite understanding of that. Yeah, I I I think um, especially with band things. Creative, creative things like music, it always attracts people like who have either anxiety issues or have, because music's quite, um, uh, is it the word cathartic? I don't yeah. know what's the word. Yeah, it, it's therapeutic. Yeah, it's therapeutic, so it helps. But at the same time, getting a bunch of people, we said yesterday when we had a talk um, about doing this podcast, we said that uh, it, having a bunch of people all with varying issues around anxiety and depression in one yeah. room can sometimes cause its own issues and um, so I, I, I do think that but again you, you, I have one thing I've learned musically is that because of that dynamic I have to be really understanding and just move forward so with the snaps thing for instance like there is a lot of organisation that goes around that mm-hmm. and, um, and there isn't anyone else it's just me um, let, like I need to say at this point I must state for the record that Leon Hintz <laughs> is a very important part of the music side of snaps and some decision making but he doesn't play live yet or do anything around that he will do but not at the moment so at the moment the whole live thing everything is to do with me getting it from A to B yeah and um, what well, that's been really helpful for me and has probably fed back to the oh boy thing in the fact what I've realised is that with anything you try and do there will be some problems <laughs> so yeah. so if you, if you get from A to B with something you're trying to organise with a musical project and um, it's uh, and there are no issues then then, then it's probably not that good I would imagine yeah. <laughs> like, like, so yeah I, I think that, that like again trying to be positive about stuff there is some helpful there is a helpfulness in realising that problems are normal and like being a bit being getting a bit anxious 
is normal, but also realising when it gets to an irrational stage, which it does often. Yeah, definitely. So what would you say has been the most stressful gig experience you've had? Um, I'm trying to think of ones that we've had since I've been in the band. If I leave a gap now, like what I think, then you can shorten that, can't you? Yeah. Okay. The, um, I'm trying to think. Probably, I found Great Escape extremely stressful. I felt very alone on that. Um, that was, well, that was about this time last year, wasn't it? Yeah, and um, I found that really stressful. Um, just because uh, there was so much faff around, because you can't get to any of the venues. And, like, um, and then when you are the driver, Mark, I know, felt the same. Mark got quite stressed, which is very unusual. Like, um, but when you are the driver, you, like everyone else can just hop out. Yeah. There was a moment where we finished a gig and it was me and Mark going about walking about half a mile back to the car. That was at the Great with, Escape, wasn't it? Yeah, with yeah. the gear where we almost broke both our arms, like trying to drag everything. The whole thing was just total. I didn't really enjoy any any of that gig because because of the fact that I'd worked myself up so much about it, and that's no one else's fault because I could have asked for help, but. I, I also I didn't want to spoil anyone's time. That sounds really ridiculous, but yeah. Yeah, that was pretty stressful. It wasn't very like the venue wasn't very easy <laughs> to get to. There was no right to put the car. Yeah. Like situations like that just aren't very helpful when you're an anxious person. And and like it can and things can what's the, they can snowball, can't they? So you have one stressful thing and then you carry that stress onto the next thing and then the next thing the next and before you know it you're really worked up. Like I got really worked up at that gig. And then I kinda I think I snapped at a few people at that gig and then I felt really bad about it afterwards. Because I thought I was just literally taking out my stress on them. I can't really remember. I think you went. You, you, you. I went and got my hair cut <laughs> for free. You were hanging out with Leah, I think. Yeah, like, yeah. Okay. Me and Leah went to the uh, Spotify Artist Lounge. Yeah. So yeah, Leah got up. So so while you were really stressed, Leah was getting a massage, a free massage, and I was getting a free haircut. And so that just shows that. You, so you guys were, but and and also this this but this factors into this thing that. I kind of prefer it that way because at least I don't feel then stressed is like is everyone having a good time. I, oh, that's so irrational. I feel really weird about that all the time. I feel if 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 I don't feel everyone's having a good time, yeah, then I get really stressed about it. Yeah, like, but that's it. It's because you're a, you're a pleaser, <laughs> like you said. I need to stop. I can't please everyone. I, I get like that too sometimes. Though I know what it feels like. Like you you don't want to be. I don't think anybody wants to not be liked. Like, it's nice to be liked by people. And yeah. I get a bit like that sometimes, like... But then, like, I'll end up saying some stuff that I regret. Or the, the, the classic, though, is that people will actually say to me, are you all right? Do you need... Like, and I'll go, yeah, I'm fine, yeah, I'm fine. And I'll say that all the time. And I'm really sometimes not. Like, yeah. And I need to start getting better at like, saying to people, no, I need a bit of a hand. Which I have done more recently. I've been. That's good. Yes. It's a very so. British thing to just say. No, I'm fine. It's fine. Yeah. It's that classic. It's fine. Sure. 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 Yeah. Sure. 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 Yeah. I'm fine. Yeah. Don't need any help. I'm fine. Yeah. I guess because you do a bit of parenting, maybe that's why you tend to go into a bit of a parental role with the band and with, you know, just our friendship group and stuff. Um, I th I think I've always been like that. I think that um, 
I think it's I think it is somewhat to do with having a car. I think yeah. <laughs> once you have a car, yeah. you, you you like I think people who don't have cars don't really get it. I feel like yeah, like just by by uh, by that rule, Dan and Lee are kind of like our children in the band <laughs> because they just get drunk and then get in the car and it's just like just no responsibilities. I, I I I wouldn't say I think that they do. I think they are grateful that someone does it. Yeah. I think that, um, and it, it's not their fault that they don't drive. I just think that um, they, what, what they probably think is the bad things is they don't really, they probably, people who don't drive probably don't get that it's the grind of it that's quite annoying. So the fact that um, it's, it's just, and then the fact that it's just assumed all the time as well. Yeah. And, I mean, I've, and was, there is like, this is totally not to do with mental health anymore. This is to do with practicalities. Like, I've like done, like, um, my car would probably be at like 60,000 miles if it wasn't for Oakboy. It's at 110,000 miles. Yeah. And like, who's yeah. going to pay for the wear and tear on that? Well, it's certainly yeah. not going to be the band, is it? We should probably get a van at some point. You know, and like, I now really need to get a new car. Like, and, um, and that's pretty much because of all the gigging that I've done. I wouldn't have yeah. to if it wasn't for that. Because I was just driving to work. But oh my God, would that be a boring existence if all I did was work? Like, and then come home and watch EastEnders. I don't really understand that. Yeah, when I, when I was a kid, I used to look at people who had just sort of like a nine to five life and just think like, why would anybody want to live like that? I didn't know like, I, I, I kind of get it now. Sometimes I wish I didn't have all these extracurricular activities because I think I'd maybe be a little bit more sane if I did... If I wasn't constantly going 100 miles an hour, like I've got kickboxing Monday, I've got oboe practice Tuesday, I've got something Wednesday, I've got future of practice Thursday, I've got a gig on Friday. Like sometimes I think, yeah, maybe I'd be a little less stressed if I didn't have all that stuff. But then at the same time, it's like maybe I wouldn't. Maybe I'd be going out of my mind because I'd just be at home. Like I think routine is is really good for um, for people who have, get stressed and have anxiety problems or anything like that. Um, so I think I would probably be less anxious, but I would certainly be less happy as well. I think also, if you're starting with, you're, you're getting to a place where you're really lucky, where, where you're actually doing, working for an amazing graphic design firm and doing pretty much what you want to do yeah. during the day. It's a hat firm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, well, yeah. It's funny. People keep thinking that I would still work for like a graphic design company. Well, no, but you, you're doing graphic design yeah. for a for company a... that you actually like. You like yeah. the, the, what they make. Yeah. And, and that must and, be... Like, I really enjoy my job now. Yeah. So, well, I, know what you, I know what you mean. Yeah. There are people who have managed to find what they... I'm sure there are doctors and scientists and who have managed to find what they want to do for a living. I watched Stephen Hawkins although he has various other issues, yeah. um, is very happy with... He's, he's always managed to really do whatever he wants to do during the day. Whereas, um, it's not very good co- contrast, but uh, I, like, I, I literally, at the moment, I still haven't found what... I, don't enjoy, it's not, I kind of enjoy bits of what I do during the day, but I don't enjoy my job. Yeah. Like I don't like it's not I don't feel I don't sit there and go, this is what I was meant to do. Admin. Yeah. I was meant to do admin. <laughs> like, so... I only get to do what I want to do in the evenings, yeah. like, and it's what I truly feel passionate about. Um, and if that doesn't change, I'm kind of cool with that now. But um, I think that uh, it does mean that if, the, if, for instance, I think that if 
it got to a stage that music I could do music during the day I think that my life would probably be a little less stressed because yeah. then I could I would be able to spend like spend the evenings doing some life admin <laughs> it was quite a a stressful um, existence being in a band and having a full time job yeah um, I think this is the first time I've spoken to um, anyone apart from Leah about in any sort of depth about having any problems managing because it is about managing anxiety and that this is probably the only time I've ever and now rather than I'm speaking to the internet which is yeah. great that's a great idea it's okay isn't only it? like two of you will listen to this podcast but it's, so a great, it's, it's a great idea for me to go from speaking to one person yeah. never even spoke to my parents about it like yeah. just speaking to one person and then I'm going to speak to everyone about it yeah like, but I think that's kind of the point of this podcast though is like just getting stuff out in the open and then it's less scary talking about it if you've said it to anybody. I do feel, I've, I, I feel weirdly guilty about it when I bring it up. Like, I always feel like, like if I, for instance, if I said to everyone in Oh Boy that I feel really stressed, um, I don't feel I can do this stuff at the moment because I feel really stressed about it. Like, yeah. I feel really uptight and anxious. Um, I would feel like I'm making an excuse. I feel like that too. And like, like it's not real. And like it is very real. Like uh, there are points. There was a point a couple of weeks ago where literally I just couldn't go out during that evening, um, and that's actually one of the first times that's ever happened. And hopefully it'll be one of the last times that ever happens. But because I was so wound up, because I'm at the moment as well as doing the band, as well as doing the full time job, and two bands, uh, I'm also buying a house. I'm also. Um, trying to renew my passport I'm doing like yeah. ridiculous amounts I'm trying and trying to find a new job like I, I'm trying to do a ridiculous amount of things in one one time and there was just like last week or a week before I can't remember which like I just couldn't I was just like right I need to sit on the sofa for a night yeah. and just sit I know what you mean I was in a similar boat like this time last year when we were looking for a house and I kind of wasn't happy with my job and stuff but like a year later I just feel so at peace with my life now. Yeah. And so you've got that to come. Like, just think, like, just think, like, the end, of, the end of this year, you're going to be, you in know, the in the new house with, like, you know, killer studio where you can, you know, write and record and stuff, maybe have a new job, you know. Hopefully the album will be done. Although we never, we don't know. It's I don't think any time of it's on that. I know Lee is, but um, yeah. I think that um, I, I just, I think it, it will take. The recording is taking too long for it, but yeah. the um, the actual creativity will. It needed to have that break. I mean, we'd been non-stop with Oh Boy for three years, and um, it, I think it needed a bit of a, yeah. a breather to because I've, I've started writing loads again now and and that's probably... last year was very busy as well like we had so yeah. many festivals and stuff it's good to have a little bit of a <laughs> I don't I don't think there was as much time for me to write last year no and, um, definitely not and uh, yeah certainly I did pump a load of songs out last week and I think that's probably because of the anxiety you're probably right I never really thought about anxiety linked to songwriting yeah you're probably, you're probably I just right think like that. probably one of our boys most successful songs God look after the quiet kid. That's kind of about being a bit of an awkward, like, the, well, the quiet kid, you know, that kind of 
awkward individual who doesn't quite want to live this life that everybody's expecting and stuff. Yeah, it, that must have come from a place of like, I don't know. It's, I guess Gotta Go to the Quiet Kid is about um, uh, it kind of lists off like loads of things that are going on and and. Um, and like all of life stresses, and then it's like it's almost always saying, and as an afterthought, God look after the, the, yeah. the little bit of you that's 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 like insane as well. Yeah. Yeah. But that's you know that's that. Oh, that's, and God look after the quiet kids. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah. you know that song has obviously come from that place, and it's been probably the. I mean, I know Carrot and the Stick is probably a bit more successful, but I'd say God look after the quiet kid has been a lot more enduring in its success. And it's my favourite song. People song. Are, it's a song that people still talk about. It's know? my favourite song. Yeah. Um, I know that it's probably time we dropped it, really, because it is quite ah, old now. It's a, it's a tune. It's a tune. I, th- I don't know. I think that the album's starting to come together now. I was listening to some yeah. demos and I was just like, Do you know what, we need to get rid of some songs. Like, just play all new songs. But every, like, every time we talk to like Nick or whoever, like, and, and he says, well, you should keep this one, and it's like, I think really we need to go... That's that. Yeah, let's move on. Let's move on. Yeah. But I think, um, like, yeah, like we were saying before, though, about how everything's so, you know, you've got a lot going on at the moment. I think looking ahead is really important when you're an anxious person. Like, just thinking, okay, things are, like, really stressful now, but in a few months' time, it'll all be worth it and stuff. I think that's really important. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. I think it's... it's, um, Motivate. I'm, I'm, I, I would say also that I couple my anxiety with laziness. I'm quite lazy as well, and um, and <laughs> that's really bad because what happens is is that I get lazy about doing some forms or whatever, and then like I suddenly realise I haven't done the forms, and I get really anxious. stressed about yeah. it and anxious about it, and then I'll like snap at Leah or something like that. Like yeah, that is where ginger snaps it. come from. Comes from if any fans are listening. <laughs> When the ginger snaps. <laughs> ginger snaps comes from because it was a bet that I lost with Lee Irons. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't want to call it. You're not a fan it, of the uh, werewolf like the, horror movie. I don't like the name at all. Yeah. No. Oh, I, I like it. I think it's awful. The um, But Lee liked it. What so. did you want to call it? Uh, I had a number of names, like Care Home. Um, Care Home, I like that. I just wanted to use one of the... Because with Oh Boy... I, oh boy, I didn't like either. Again, that was like Lee's decision. <laughs> um, there's a trend here. Um, and I wanted to, there was a number of names I had for Oh Boy, which was, one was Care Home, and I wanted to call the first EP Music in Care Homes. And um, the other one was Graham, just because I, I just Graham. thought it'd be nice to say, you know, like, how's, Gra- how's Graham going? You know, like when people ask about the project, it's like, oh, Graham's fine. Yeah. We did play once, play with a band called John. Yeah, yeah, Very yeah. Great. I like names. John. Names of like yeah. bands. I think that's coming back. It's like a really nineties thing to yeah. like call Dave. your band like Alfie from the nineties yeah. or something like that. Dave. James. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, James. There's lots yeah. of like is it, it was yeah. a trend for a bit, definitely. Like at the moment there seems to be a trend where people exchange a U for a V. That yeah. seems to be a thing yeah. at the moment. Basically. I find that quite irritating. It's stressful. <laughs> Gives me anxiety when people put V's instead of U's and other vowels. No, uh, yeah, I, I, yeah. I find um, I find all the I find modern life quite stressful in general. Like with all the, I, my heart goes out to anyone like me right now who's filling out a lot of forms. Yeah. Do you know what I think about this quite a lot and how like I think anxiety and depression in particular are a symptom of 
just existing in this age. That's always a form that you've forgotten, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, and we're constantly just bombarded with information like, you know, my phone's gone off and it's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, text message, yeah. news. You know, everywhere you look, it's just like information, think, information, information. One of the only good things that Facebook, I think, has done is separate the um, Facebook uh, app from the Messenger app. Yeah. So I've now deleted the Facebook app oh, really? on my phone. Like, off and on, I'll bring it back on because I'll need to post something. Yeah. But, um, Being in a band makes it quite hard no, to abandon No, but they've got the Pages, Facebook. the Pages app. This is true. So, like, I can now true. decouple the, the kind of constant feed of information from the Messenger service that is quite useful. Mm -hmm. like, yeah. For organising band stuff. Yeah, the poison thread, as we call it. <laughs> the tone, there's no tone. That, that's, that's one of the things that is the worst for anxiety issues is the fact that with modern communication being 60% on text or whatever. Vinny, why are you chewing the table? Just get that nose where it should be, which is <laughs> above the table. No, but with the modern world of... Um, Stop it! With the modern world being 60% communication on, on text of some sort, then... I would say that, that there is no tone with text. No. And so that we find that as a society, I think I think it's really it's really bad. I think um, emo emojis have helped, but I think that um, when someone is quite to the point, I've got, I've got friends that are very to the point, and when they text me, I find that quite stressful because I can't work out whether they're cross whether they're sad, and then I will think about it for hours. Yeah, and if you're an anxious person, you will always assume the worst anyway. Yeah, and they so, quite, my oh, friends find that quite like... annoying. <laughs> Some of my friends find that quite annoying. But they, so that I'll, that I'll go, I'll say to them afterwards, I find that quite stressful, and they'll go, I know, but it's just who you are. And they'll find it quite, they'll find it quite annoying that I get quite stressed, and then I'll send them a million messages yeah. because of the fact that I won't know whether I came across wrong or... Oh, God, yeah, Texas, the devil, man. Yeah, I mean, if you think, like, 20 years ago, it would have been in person or on the phone, you'd actually hear a voice. Yeah. And you'd, you'd be able to gauge their tone, what they mean with what they're saying, but now it's just, yeah, you, you can't gauge that tone of voice, and it can be very sh stressful. Yeah. I think I'm, I'm beginning to hate myself a little bit right now, the way I'm talking, so I think I'm done. Oh, really? <laughs> Up there, that's fine. Is that enough? Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, I'm beginning to sound a bit like a, a blowhard, so I, I, I'll, I don't uh, think you are, but this I'll just sounds playing. like this sounds like the kind of thing somebody with anxiety would say, Jay. <laughs> Overthinking. Yeah, I kind of hate myself a little bit right now. So. so that is it. Thank you very much to Jay for joining me and talking so honestly and eloquently about the topic of anxiety. Jay plays in Oh Boy with me and he also plays in another band called Ginger Snaps who are awesome. Do check them out. If you want to get in touch with me, you can do that via email at crazytalkthepodcast at gmail.com or through our Facebook page at crazytalkthepodcast where you can find news updates and information about help and support from organisations like Mind and the Samaritans. If you like the podcast, don't forget to subscribe. Uh, also, if you could rate and review the podcast, that'd be really helpful. And uh, yeah, share it about, like it. It's all, it's all really helpful stuff. I'll be back again in two weeks with another episode. Until then, take care, guys.